Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Well, here we are on a Tuesday. I hope everyone had an amazing weekend. I was thinking about how oftentimes when I release two episodes in a week, I'll do them Wednesday and Thursday. And that really only leaves one day in between, which just seems like not enough time to be able to listen to the first episode, process it, and then tune into the next one. So I'm playing with releasing it on the weeks that I do release two episodes, releasing one on maybe like a Monday or a Tuesday. But if you have some feedback on that, I would definitely love to hear it. If there's a day in particular that you really appreciate getting a new podcast on. So for those who tuned in on Friday, I released basically the summary episode of the money series where I just was highlighting what were some of the main limiting beliefs that I identified over the course of the two months spent working on money, but then also what were the biggest shifts that I have noticed actually change in my life over the last two months. And they were there were some really, really profound shifts over the last two months. So if you didn't catch that episode, I highly recommend tuning into that one. I'll make sure it's linked in the show notes. And this week, I I didn't start a new series. I'll explain this a little bit, but I did do an Evox session kind of on a one-off topic for now. And the topic was anger, particularly childhood anger. And there's a bit of a backstory I need to share with you all as to what made me decide to do anger in this week's Evox session. So if you had asked me, do I feel like I have a lot of repressed anger? I would have said no. (laughs) That was not something that was on my radar at all. In fact, anger is not an emotion I often feel. But what got me thinking about this is I have Louise Hay's book called Heal Your Body. I will also link that in the show notes. You guys know if you're a regular, I talk about Louise Hay a lot and how she, in the, I think the 1970s, I want to say, made a list of the emotional connections to many physical ailments and the potential emotional root cause to those physical ailments. And so in this book, it's essentially a big long list of physical ailments and the emotional root causes. And so just for fun, it's not too thick of a book. It's pretty small. Just for fun, I was going through each page and making a note of the ailments that I felt like were really resonating with me right now in my life. And so I probably wrote down maybe like 10 things that were certain small little issues I felt like I was dealing with right now. And and I was making a note of what the deeper emotional roots are to each of these things. And when I looked at it, literally like eight out of the 10 ailments that I had written down were all connected to repressed anger. And so literally once I had gone through that and I saw 
how many times anger was coming up. I was like, okay, body, I hear you. You're telling me there's some anger in here. I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to do an Evox session on this just to kind of get things moving, get things started and see what is going on here. And so just to give a little example, there were of, of some of the ailments connected to anger. There's a section on overweight and then it actually breaks it down into weight issues in certain parts of the body. And something I've noticed for me personally is, although I think I'm generally pretty healthy, there has always been around my hips and thighs kind of this stubborn fat that just won't go away no matter what I'm doing. And thankfully, I think I've really gotten to a point of it doesn't cause me any kind of shame or self-criticism, but it is definitely something I've observed of like this, there's something stubborn going on here that it doesn't want to go away. And the emotional root, according to Louise Hay, for overweight or excess fat in the hip area is lumps of stubborn anger at the parents. And then likewise for kind of stubborn fat in the thigh area, it's packed childhood anger, often rage at the father. So this is just a really little example. Like I said, definitely check out her book. I don't think it's not expensive at all. And it's really fun to just read through some of the ailments and see what's resonating oftentimes with clients when we're in a session doing Evox and they'll mention an ailment, I like to take a quick peek at the emotional root to it. And I'm telling you, nine out of 10 times, my clients are like, wow, that resonates so deeply. I also got another book just recently. It's called The Encyclopedia of Ailments and Diseases, How to Heal the Conflicted Feelings, Emotions, and Thoughts at the Root of Illness. So this is a similar book. This is hefty. This is a hefty, hefty book. And there are way more ailments listed in this book. It's by a gentleman who actually learned from Louise Hay and then took it even further. And this was a great one just because there's a lot more information in this and a lot more very specific illnesses mentioned in this. Like always, I say I take it with a grain of salt. When I'm working with a client, I completely recognize that I do believe there's an emotional component to a lot of things. However, there is also a physiological component as well. If we have toxic overload, if we've got certain imbalances because of our environment, our nutrition, our lifestyle, they all play a role in this and they all need to be addressed at some point. So I've heard some people have the approach of kind of like all illness is just emotional at its root. And I don't totally know if I'm on the same page with that. I just think there's there's so many things that we are exposed to in our environment, in our food, that our systems are not used to being exposed to. So I think that's definitely the more physiological, biochemical component that needs to be addressed sometimes. But when you, if you're a person who has done everything under the sun to address a physical ailment and you can't get rid of it or you've made a certain amount of progress and you're getting stuck to me that then is a sign of 
there might be an emotional component to this as well. So with all that said, basically listing out my main ailments and seeing that, you know, 80, 90% of them all were rooted in anger. For me, I was able to sort of step back from that and go, you know what, even though I can't necessarily connect to anger, logically and consciously, this doesn't resonate with me. I'm going to listen to the symptoms of my body and say, hey, I hear you saying something. And what's really interesting about this is for basically a week, I was kind of sitting on this leading up to my Evox session on it. And I was doing my EFT or my tapping meditations every single day for a week on anger. And probably the first three to four days, nothing was coming up. I just couldn't even tap into that feeling of anger. I was trying to go back to childhood and remember moments of anger. And truly, I could not access a single memory where I felt angry. And that right there, I think, is a sign in and of itself because, like, obviously, there was anger in childhood. We all had anger, even if it was very subtle anger towards a sibling when they took your toy. And so the fact, though, that I couldn't access a single memory of it tells me that there's some kind of block or deep emotional repression going on related to this topic. And so around, I say, the fourth or fifth day in one of the tapping meditations, finally some memories related to anger were starting to surface. And so I was like, okay, okay, so there is anger in there, but it is so deeply buried. It took me almost a week to even let, you know, one small little kind of inconsequential memory of it surface. So this was one of those Evox sessions where the epiphanies or the subconscious beliefs related to the topic came pouring out really, really quickly. And I actually had a releasing pattern within three rounds. So it was definitely something that I think my subconscious was primed and ready to look at and let go. And so basically right as I started the session, I was just asking like, what what is going on with this anger? What might be some of my beliefs? And what jumped into my mind right away was that This belief that anger can only be expressed either as a zero or a 10 in in terms of intensity, meaning that either there's no anger and that's a zero, or if there is anger, it's a 10 and it's dangerous and volatile and harmful. And I know that there's elements of this that relate back to childhood where that, that kind of was the case, where when anger was expressed, It was a bit volatile and scary, particularly as a young child. And I know too that unfortunately there is just um, ancestral history around severe child abuse. I know both of my parents had very volatile childhoods. Likewise, my grandmother had a really abusive childhood. And so there might be the generational component there, but Basically, my very first thought in the session that surfaced was anger can only be expressed as this zero or this 10. And then my very next thought was, I never want to be a 10. So that means I always have to be a zero. And what I realized is I was trying to literally imagine what anger could look like 
not being a zero and not being a 10. Like what's the in-between? I couldn't even picture it. Literally my, the imagery in my mind couldn't even imagine what that might look like. Going through the session a bit more, some more beliefs that were coming up were just anger is uncontrollable. Or if someone gets angry, you have no idea what might happen. And so you just have to not only regulate your own anger so that you never, never have it. Because if you have it, it'll be a 10 and it'll be dangerous. But also always be on the lookout and hyper vigilant for anger in other people. Because that might mean that it's going to become explosive and dangerous and uncomfortable and scary. And so then I just did some mental imagery, imagining that I was talking to my younger self and validating the fear and just saying something along the lines of, you know, there was a time in your life when maybe anger was often expressed as a 10. And yeah, that was really scary. And I'm sorry that you experienced that. And there was a time when this was true, but this isn't necessarily true anymore. And kind of telling myself like anger is information. Anger can protect us sometimes. Anger can inform us when we feel like a boundary is being crossed or violated. Anger can let us know when we're feeling uncomfortable or unsafe. And I think anger that is observed and processed can lead us to then take appropriate healthy action. It struck me really heavily in the session that I think I have really been on guard my entire life against anger and just this perpetual chronic fear that I need to be hyper vigilant for even the slightest hint of anger because you have no idea where it's going to lead. And that was hyper vigilant externally towards the people around me and the anger they might be experiencing, but even more so hyper vigilant towards myself and anger within myself. And as I sat with it, I could really visualize and see that, of course, anger has come up over the years of my life. But when it does, it's almost like the immediate recognition of the anger then leads to the immediate suppression or rejection of the anger. Like as soon as it's coming up, I am rejecting it and throwing it away because that is a bad emotion. That's a sinful emotion and that's a dangerous emotion. And I think one of the epiphanies I had from this realization is As I said before, anger can be information. It's letting us know something happened that doesn't sit right with me. And maybe it's because of a deeper wound that I have left unhealed, or maybe it's because I truly was treated poorly. Either way, there's information in it. But when we immediately repress it or reject it, we're turning one potential wound into two. The first wound is, okay, this anger is triggering something. Either I'm being mistreated in the moment or there's a deeper past wound that needs to be looked at. That's the first offense. But in repressing it, we're creating this new wound of self-denial, of self-rejection, of that that inner person inside of us is saying, hey, I'm here, here I am, I'm feeling something. 
can you see this? Can you hear this? Can you look at this? And in that immediate rejection of it, we're basically going, no, I don't see you. I don't hear you. And I I don't protect you either in the immediate rejection of that. And that then is the second wound that we're inflicting on ourselves. And so in my mind, I just had a conversation with myself where I was saying, I trust that I can experience, process, and express anger safely. And I really felt this rush of weight lifting from my body in this feeling of like, I can finally let this fear and vigilance of anger go. And wow, (laughs) how light do I feel stepping into that? How much safer do I feel stepping into that? How much more energy do I feel releasing the need for this hypervigilance? And telling myself when anger arises, I don't have to run from it. I can listen to it, maybe interpret it more later on if I can't in that moment, and then take the appropriate action, knowing that the anger won't consume me, harm me, or harm others. I say it all the time, emotions are not inherently good or bad. Emotions are information. When we reject them and repress them, I think that is often what leads to them being very volatile and harmful either to ourselves or to others. And so just learning within myself to acknowledge emotions more and more and look at them more as an external observer rather than like I when I feel anger, I'm not thinking I am an angry person. I'm thinking anger is arising within me to communicate something. So what can I, what is there to listen to here? What can I observe here? And so I think there's a really big distinction between that of, especially when we have these deeper negative connections to particular emotions, anger is bad or sadness is bad. And so I need to immediately push those away because we take it too much into ourselves. It becomes an identity rather than, no, some anger is coming up but that doesn't make me an angry person. Sadness is coming up, but that doesn't make me a depressed or sad person perpetually. I can let myself be in this state, in this moment without being consumed and defined by it. So really, I think the way that this repressed anger has manifested in my life until now potentially may be in physical symptoms. This is something I definitely want to explore more with myself. But another way that it's manifested is in this very subtle undercurrent of fear and hypervigilance for anger. Even though the anger itself has been repressed and unacknowledged, the fear of that anger surfacing has kept me hypervigilant and really unable to just truly relax and go through my day with that much, much deeper sense of peace. Something I think I want to explore in a future Evox is the, really the dissociation to anger. The fact that I couldn't even access a single memory of anger tells me that not only one, is it so deeply repressed, but two, 
mentally, consciously, I have completely dissociated from those memories, potentially because they are so emotionally charged and heavy. And so that to me is something worth diving into a bit deeper of maybe I can't access those memories because they were too much for me to carry at the time. But I know that they're still there, even if they're consciously not in my mind, they're subconsciously still there and they can absolutely, even subconsciously still be causing imbalances and just general dis-ease. So I do imagine that there will be some more evox sessions on anger. I'm not sure yet if I want to make a whole series on this right now or if I want to focus on a different topic first because there's another pattern that I've noticed super, super often for me, which is this pattern of basically dissociation and feeling overwhelmed when I start getting busy. Honestly, when things start going really well in my life, I start to dissociate. I get scared. Everything makes me feel overwhelmed and I withdraw. And this is a really, really limiting pattern. I think that's the word for it because when that success, excuse me, success starts to come, there's something that scares me about that. And my protective pattern is the withdrawal and the dissociation. And so I'm kind of debating, I'm feeling a little bit like that might be the next series I really want to dive into and spend some time on. Uh, But you know what? Who knows? Next week, I might be like, you know what? Nope. The anger is a top priority right now. So we will just, you'll just have to kind of wait and see. (laughs) As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this was helpful. If so, please reach out with a message. I'd love to hear. And if you consider leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, that would mean so, so, so much to me. 